Hey ladies, welcome to WTF, Women Talking Frankly, a running conversation with your hosts, Kyle and Candace. And you, about issues facing women, such as health, hormones, our looks, our libido, life, and anything in between. We promise to dig deep and get into it each episode. Welcome. We're so glad you joined us today. Today at WTF, Women Talking Frankly, we decided to digress from some of the topics we have been discussing, like hormone balance, hormone transitions, diet, lifestyle, the things we face every day, and focus our attention on the biggest healthcare crisis in our lifetimes, COVID-19. The past few months, there's been a shadow lurking in the sidelines, and now it has landed into the midst of our lives here in the United States. People are scared, they're anxious, they're at their wit's end, and bombarded with information every day. Life as we know it has changed, seemingly overnight. Famous events have been canceled. South by Southwest, the Indian Wells Tennis Tournament, all major sporting events and games are on suspension. Even the Olympics may be postponed. Broadway has gone dark. Museums, churches, schools are closed. We are living in an altered reality, and it is unsettling, to say the least. So we have decided at WTF to dedicate an episode to COVID-19 to help our audience, and ourselves, frankly, sort through the information in a way that will help you feel educated, aware, empowered, and hopefully will help to alleviate some of the anxiety. Obviously, we can't alleviate all of us, but that which is based on myths and misinformation, so that you can take the appropriate steps and deal with this in a constructive and positive way. First and foremost, today is the first time I haven't had my co-host in the studio, Candace. She is self-quarantining after some major soul-searching, and we'll give you some of her thoughts in a little bit. She has realized that she falls into a higher-risk category. She's a cancer survivor, she's over 65 years old, and she suffers from asthma. So she is staying close to home in her lovely house 50 miles from Portland. She has great company in her husband Dave and her sweet dog Riley. And she's surrounded by tall trees, those are famous in Oregon. Her many books, her DVDs, plenty of food, wine, time to enjoy this self-imposed retreat for we don't know how long, but it's going to be a while. We will miss her today, but most of all, we want her to be safe. She has contributed today's episode with some of her thoughts and ideas. So in a way, she is here with us. But I am so fortunate today to have the amazingly talented Tracy Siegel with me today. Tracy has worked with me for the last two years. She's a functional nutritionist. She digs deep into how our digestive system helps to support not just our nutritional needs, but our immune system, which is one of the topics we'll be going into today. Also, our emotional health is tied to our digestive system, as well as um, providing us with optimal health. The old, you are what you eat, is a truth that we must hold dear. So Tracy, welcome to the studio today. I'm so happy that you could join me. Thank you so much. I'm so I'm so grateful to be here. These are definitely some some challenging times to say the least. And so my hope is in this conversation with you, we can alleviate at least some of those concerns and help people understand how they can help themselves from a physical perspective, emotional perspective, um, and nutritional perspective to at least, you know, alleviate some of that stress. I know. It's, it's really important. Will you tell us a little bit about the kind of work that you've done in nutrition and why you have such a passion for helping people in that area? 
Well, you know, I think this all started for me with my own uh, kind of health crisis. You know, several years, probably about five years ago, um, I was just, I was constantly sick. I think I was on antibiotics four or five times within the matter of six months. And I was having every test under that you can possibly have run to identify what was wrong. And unfortunately, they couldn't find anything. Mm. So from a medical perspective and from a blood work perspective, everything looked great on paper. Only I had no ability to fight any pathogens. I just seemed, if somebody walked by me with a cold, I was sick for three weeks or it would turn into a bronchial infection. Um, it was at that time I kind of took my own health into my own hands, started advocating for myself to figure out, you know, if they can't help me, I have to figure out what's wrong. Because mm -hmm. I could understand from a medical perspective, nothing was presenting outside of normal range. But yet I knew there was something critically wrong. And so I sought out the help of a naturopath. I had food intolerance testing done. And what that showed me was I was basically intolerant of most everything that I was eating. Wow. That's crazy. Typically, when you have something like that, it's indicative that there's something wrong from a digestive perspective. Mm -hmm. So my focus became digestion, eliminating inflammatory foods. And in a nutshell, over the course of about a year to a year and a half, I just really focused on healing my own body. My body then became less reactive. And over time, I started to become less and less ill because my immune system was able to do what it was designed to do. Instead of battling itself, it was able to actually battle pathogens. So this is fascinating to me, because when I first met you a couple of years ago, I know that you were already on a very clean diet. I just assumed mm -hmm. you'd been like that your whole life. <laughs> so you used to have anything and any everything that you wanted in the past, or were you already sort of... So no, I but I was, you know, I wasn't really watching the amount of gluten that I was eating. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't, I was eating a lot of almonds. I wasn't eating as much fruits and vegetables as I should. You know, I was just kind of trying to survive. Mm -hmm. You know, I had just had a baby and I was tired and I was me eating more for energy than for nutrients. Interesting. You know, and so it was very it was very eye-opening and very educational. It wasn't like that all the time. And I think I thought I was doing all the right things. Sure. I was following a lot of the recommendations, but I think therein lies the problem is following recommendations don't apply to everyone. Right. And so when I found out, you know, all of that information, I removed all of those foods and slowly my body started to heal. My immune system was not in constant overdrive. It was like I was in this fight or flight moment all the time. And it has been remarkable to me the changes that I've seen in myself not only from a physical perspective, but an emotional perspective. Mm -hmm. My skin is a lot better, you know, and so it's made vast differences in how I live my life. And that was really what had me go back to school. That sure. was because I thought if I can, if I can heal myself, then I can actually have some impact and help people understand and empower other people that they can do the same thing. That's awesome. And how long did it take you to feel, like, better? Did it take you a year and a half? You know, I think, I think I started to feel better pretty quickly once I started to remove. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a matter of maybe, you know, three months. And I wasn't, 
I probably wasn't always as careful as I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, I follow a pretty strict I know dietary do. protocol now because I find that when I don't, I am not at my best. And so my diet is full of, you know, I eat a relatively low carbohydrate diet. I do eat a little bit of rice. That's pretty much the only carbohydrate I have. Everything else, the carbohydrates are vegetables, fruits, lots of color in my diet, Mm -hmm. um, proteins, and a lot of fats. That's great. And so, so, and the reason we're bringing this all up today, just getting back to our, our we're going to have lots of different episodes on mm-hmm. nutrition, and Tracy's going to be joining us for a few of those. But we really wanted to bring her on today because we're talking about supporting our immune system in, in the middle of this crisis, Absolutely. the COVID 19, something that none of us have ever seen before, anything like this. And it's a bit, you know, it's a bit mind blowing. So, we're going to talk about the virus a bit. And, but there's lots of information out there. We just want to give you the basics today and talk about how this virus is different and how it's spread and what to be aware of. And then we're going to get into how to make you better prepared to handle this. So how does the virus spread? This is the latest information from the CDC. It's, we're still learning how it spreads. And from the CDC, it's, it goes you know back and forth every day. You hear something different. But the latest information as of what's today's date? March uh, 19th, 18th, uh, 2020. And uh, it's thought to be spread mainly. And we know we, what this, what's different about this virus, first of all, is we know it jumped from animals to people. So that means our bodies, our human bodies, like the SARS-1, this is called SARS-2, by the way, um, we, we don't know. We have no antibodies for it. We have no treatment. We have no, well, we have a test now. We have no treatment. We have no prevention. And we have no vaccine. So that's where we stand today. And that's why we're taking this so seriously, because it, it has a fatality rate that's higher than what we've seen in, in the flu. And it spreads so quickly. And it's about 1,000 times more powerful a virus than the SARS-1. The other thing that is most interesting about this is its ability to thrive on surfaces. Yes. It has a gestational stage of what, one to seven days on a surface level or one to three. I don't know what. One to three is what I've heard. Is that what? Okay. Yeah. The most recent thing I've heard, well, we'll talk, is that um, this virus can actually live on cardboard in the laboratory for up to 24 hours and on stainless steel and plastic for up to three days. Now, that's in absolutely optimal conditions. Mm -hmm. In realistically, we have to say probably one to two days maximum. Okay. But it's important because, like, when you think about the HIV virus, I don't think it lives more than like a few hours. And hep- hepatitis C and hepatitis B, I believe, I believe, and this is not my expertise, is about twenty-four hours. Mm-hmm. So this is a long-lasting virus, and it's spread between close contact from mainly from person to person. Mm-hmm. And what what's interesting is that we, uh, we just I just watched a, a segment on uh, Stephen Colbert, his first show without an audience because of the changing times. He had Sanjay Gupta on, and he gave a really good um, description of how this differs from like the measles. The measles and is a virus that's called, it's considered to be aerosolized. It actually lands on the dust particles in the air. So his example was, I'm sitting in this chair I have measles. I leave. Two hours later, somebody comes into the spot. They can get the measles. That's not so with this virus. This virus is carried in the respiratory droplets. And when you sneeze or cough, the reason we're sitting six feet apart in the studio, Dan's about 12, by the way, um, is because if I sneeze or cough, the, the, the range is considered to be no more than six feet. Mm-hmm. 
And then the, the actual droplets can be landing in the mouths or noses of people. Well, not the mouths, I guess, or, or the nose or eyes of people. And as Tracy and I were talking about before the show today, noses seems to be the primary way people get it, and eyes are another way. That's why we're talking about washing our hands over and over again. So it may be possible that a person can get COVID-19 by touching a surface or an object that has the virus on it, touch the, and then they touch their own mouth, their nose, or possibly their eyes. So that's, again, the mouth thing I'm not so sure about. I keep hearing that. That's controversial. But it spreads very, very easily from person to person. Okay, so how do we prevent that? Okay, you've heard everybody knows washing your hands and you don't need hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer is something that you use when you're out and about. When you're home, washing your hands for 20 seconds with soap and water and watch a video if you want to. I mean, when I was in nursing school, we learned to wash our hands. You wash the hands, you wash the back of your hands, you wash up to your wrists. And they say, what, sing happy birthday twice? Is that what you've heard? We were singing yes. baby shark, but that's another one. <laughs> that could go on for hours, though. So, <laughs> And maybe no one wants to hear baby shark anymore. No, we don't want to hear anymore. We're done with that. And so then if you use hand sanitizers, again, um, I bet you could probably make your own, but they have to contain at least 60% alcohol. Mm-hmm. You want to avoid your, oh, your eyes, you're touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands, and you want to stay six feet apart. And that's a big deal. And Tracy, would you, I want you to comment on why the six feet apart and why we're doing this. Why the heck are we even going here with this? So the idea behind six feet apart is that droplet can't carry it can't go beyond the six feet. Right. And so, you know, by creating this social social distancing, by creating this, oppor- you're lessening the opportunity for the spread of this virus. And so, you know, it's, and I'm the first to admit, it's difficult to do at times. Mm-hmm. You know, we are social beings by nature. So this concept of social distancing is a little foreign to all of us. But, you know, it is it is safer. It is the recommended length to stay between one another until we are kind of out of this really critical place that we're in. I know. And we're doing it for others. Like, I, I'm pretty confident that mm-hmm. I don't have the virus. And even at work now, we're probably going to go to telemedicine because yeah. we're getting to the place now we don't want to be sitting closer than that. Tracy and I came here on separate cars. You know, it's sort of one of those things you start thinking of how you live your life. Right. But but basically, at WTF, we're not experts on COVID-19. We don't mm-hmm. pretend to be, and things are shifting all the time. But so we, I want, you know, you can all listen to the CDC updates. We can listen to Sanjay Gupta. We can listen to other experts and keep abreast of all the current statistics, guidelines, you know, outbreaks. And please do continue to do so. But, but it can get pretty overwhelming. So here at WTF, we want to give you some additional information today that will hopefully empower you, provide you with some comfort, and rather, most importantly, help you and your family fight this virus should it come your way. Mm-hmm. And again, Candace wanted to chime in from afar, and she um, sent us some of her notes today. And this is what she had to say, why she's not on the podcast today. As a person of a certain age with an underlying condition, asthma, I have decided to keep my susceptible self isolated from others. I first, like many people who are having a hard time staying in when they don't feel sick, that as long as I don't, to my knowledge, have the virus and do everything I can to boost my immune system, that I'd be fine if I was out and about. But as the situation has evolved, and several of my friends and my daughter's friends who work in the healthcare systems made me aware 
that the availability of beds and resources is, is diminishing and there's not enough respirators, so that it's getting very dire out there. And my daughter's saying, why take the risk, Mom, to go out and about? I, I didn't want to take a hospital bed from somebody else. I started to see the writing on the wall. But what this isolation really boils down for me to me, is that people like me who are at greater risk for contracting the virus need to stay away from others. It's for the common good. To do otherwise would be very selfish, as I would not only risk infecting others, but I'd be taking limited hospital resources away from those who stand a better chance of recovery. So I get it. And I hope that my fellow baby boomers get it too. No more partying down. This is staying down until we are out of the woods and we can breathe free again. The good news is that these tactics seem to work to slow the spread. Mm -hmm. We see what's happening in China right now. No new cases locally. So I'll be cleaning out my closets. Maybe I'll learn to play chess. Good luck with that. (laughs) Breaking out, that's Kyle there, breaking out the watercolors, reading to my heart's content, catching up on or rewatching all the heartwarming films like Jojo Rabbit or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Parenthood, you know, take Slumdog Millionaire, and there's so many more that are on that list. And really importantly, take long walks in the sun and the air. But last but not least, I'm putting on my thinking cap and reading up on the latest science behind hormone health and women's wellness to share with our WTF listeners. The aim is to be smart and stay well. Take care. Everybody, love Candace. So that's Candace from afar. So she also, Tracy is here today because she's such an expert on adrenal support. And Candace gave, sent us some of her ideas about that as well. But what Tracy's going to talk about her knowledge about the adrenals and how to support them and some of her ideas mm-hmm. to, to stay healthy. Because, again, this is a hormone show, digressing to COVID-19, but we can always find the hormone influence Absolutely. in this. So, yeah, go ahead, And where the, where the adrenals uh, are going to come into play in all this really is the stress associated with oh all of God, this. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> for anyone who doesn't know, this, your adrenals are – they're two little organs that sit right on top of your kidneys – and they release cortisol. Cortisol is your stress response, okay? So when we are under times of duress, we have elevated cortisol levels in our body. So right now, is really it is really a great time for you to be, be mindful of the amount of stress that is in your body right now. Um, it is a great time to try to meditate, take a walk, get outside when the sun is shining, you know, take a walk with your family, staying six feet apart from one another, you know, really do whatever you can to mitigate those stress responses as much as humanly possible. Getting it adequate amounts of sleep. Sleep is so important to our ability to recover. Mm -hmm. It is so important. So, Most of us are either working from home or we have a spouse that's working from home. Most of us have children that are home, and I realize that it can create a lot of stress. So try to find some levity in all of this. Mm -hmm. Take adventures. Create adventures where you can. Um, But maybe set a a bedtime. You know, be unstructured and have some structure in all of that at the same time. You know, but make sure you are engaging in self-care. Self-care looks a little bit different to all of us now. We're not going out and getting massages. We're not getting pedicures or manicures. But that doesn't mean that self-care has to stop. It just is going to look a little bit different. Take that bath 
add some Epsom salts. Epsom salts are really great at relaxing the muscles and pulling toxins from the body. And so there's some really amazing things that you Sounds you can great. do. Um, exercise. You know, obviously for me, eating healthy foods, getting lots of leafy green vegetables, colorful fruits, you know, that's going to be really important. Vitamin C plays a very, very big role in the body's ability to fight. And so we want to make sure that we're supporting healthy immune function. And, you know, stress can negatively impact our abil- our body's ability to fight. Mm-hmm. So we want to do whatever we can to support healthy immune function. We want to do that every day. We want to especially be doing that today. You want to reduce the amount of sugar that you have in your diet. You know, for many of us, one of our stress responses is eating. So maybe have healthy snacks that are available to you. One of the things that we can put out on the uh, website is a recipe I have for protein bites. They give you kind of this sensation of feeling like you're getting a treat, but you are actually getting healthy proteins and healthy fats. So having things that are, again, supporting the body's ability to fight is just, it's really, really important. And please share your chocolate fat bomb recipe. We'll put that on the website. Will you tell them what's in that? That's pretty fabulous. So the chocolate fat bombs are, so it's coconut oil, chocolate, um, almond butter. If you can't have almond, you could do any kind of, substitute any kind of nut butter, raw cacao, and a little bit of maple syrup. And then you just put them in little cups and you put them in the freezer and they're delightful. When you say chocolate as one of the ingredients, you mean cocoa? Raw, raw cacao. Raw cacao, yes. right. Raw okay. cacao. Right. So it's, they're phenomenal. They're so easy to make. And one other thing that I want to add to this is stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. I cannot stress that enough. Stay hydrated. So the average amount of water that each individual should drink is 50% of your body weight in ounces per day. So my recommendation is you wake up in the morning, the first thing you should do is have some water. Mm-hmm. Then you can have your coffee, your tea, whatever, and then continue to drink throughout the day. Start to stagger off a little bit in the evening because what you don't want to do is try to drink a bunch of water later in the evening because then you have the tendency to wake up because you need to use the restroom and then going back to sleep can be challenging for some. Why is hydration so important? I know it's a basic question, but... (laughs) Oh my gosh, hydration is critical to every function in the body from a a cellular level. It keeps Mm -hmm. our blood rich and flowing and, and it feeds our cells, it feeds our skin, it feeds our immune system, it helps with cognitive function. So, so it is criti- hydration. Most people laugh, they ask me, what's your number one, you know, nutritional recommendation? I'm like, drink more water. Yeah. Because about 80% of the population is dehydrated and they don't even really know it. They drink diet sodas, they drink coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, They're you drinking think- a lot of other things than water. Than a diuretic. And mm-hmm. you think about people who get dehydrated and how mm-hmm. they get conf- mentally confused right. and weak. Yep. So I was just teasing, but I mean, I think a lot of times we don't think we don't think about why hydration is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's probably one of the most important things that you can do on a daily basis. I think that's fabulous. I think those are great suggestions. And when you were saying about the sleep and all that, Mm -hmm. and the vitamin C and all the things, first of all, we know that when we're stressed, like you said, the cortisol is too high. 
in inappropriate places. And when the cortisol is too high, that actually suppresses our immune system. Mm-hmm. So that's why people who are on lo- long, you know, long doses of steroids can actually have a, a lowered immune system. Yep. And then sleep. So during mm-hmm. sleep, we, we know that cortisol levels should drop at night and your melatonin rises. And that melatonin, and we'll talk about when we talk about supplements, but melatonin actually has a very important function in the immune system. And that's why when people don't sleep a lot, sleep enough, our immune system also drops and you get okay. sick. Absolutely. So that's kind of important. I just want to bring that up as a, as a, cap, as a mm-hmm. correlation there. Um, yeah, I think those are great things that you mentioned. Um, yeah. And then there was one other thing that um, our lovely friend Candace sent us. So I'm just going to read um, her words. With the coronavirus staring us in the face for the foreseeable future, hand washing, social distancing, and self-isolation or quarantine are the stay well buzzwords ringing in our ears. It all boils down to preventing this thing from taking us down. Not just you, me, and those we love, but everyone else we share the planet with. And though we may feel utterly vulnerable in an unprecedented situation like the one we find ourselves in, take heart, we are not without defenses against this disease. Each and every one of us has our own built-in immune system designed to protect our health. And though we often take it for granted, it does a pretty good job most of the time. But now in the face of a pandemic, and that for many of us could prove to be the most serious health threat of our lifetimes, are we doing everything we can to strengthen our immunities against this dreadful disease? Yeah, and that's when the adrenal support comes in. So thinking of, so I think um, a couple other things to mention about uh, supporting our adrenals. Don't skip breakfast. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Um, try to avoid as much as possible. Now we're talking about a time where we might have some limited resources over the next few months, but as much as possible to, to limit eating hormone-injected meat and dairy. Try not to overuse, you know, antibiotics, um, which can be in meat and dairy. Mm-hmm. Also, be careful when you're outside, you know, environmental toxins. I think most of us are pretty good about that now with all of our healthier clean, mm-hmm. cleaning products that we're using in the house. But again, anytime you can make a choice and have mm-hmm. the ability to make that choice, that's the right thing to do. Don't smoke. Try not to try to not drink too much alcohol. That may be hard when people are stressed out, though, and they may be finding themselves drinking a little more wine and alcohol than usual because they're stressed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there is an advantage to wine. There is some resveratrol in red wine, yes, which yeah. is a proven anti-inflammatory. So uh, there's that good. little caveat. And just really try to surround yourself with positive people. And, mm-hmm. and like Tracy was saying, you know, some of us might be facing some of this. What they call it shelter in place, where we may have limited um, travel. That's going to be hard for a lot of us. And thank God, well, we live in Portland, Oregon. We have a beautiful place, and the weather's getting nice. We're lucky. I think of the people like in New York City in their apartments with their kids, and mm-hmm. it's going to be tough and challenging. But, yep. you know, this is what I guess we've all been waiting for something like this to happen, yeah. and here it is. So uh, we can rise above it. But- so one of the things that I want to add to this, and, you know, I talk about this constantly um, in my in my practice, and I think this is really, really important And when you're thinking about stress, is really watching kind of the negative overtone in your own thinking. You know, the more positive thing you can focus on, you know, positive, helping others around you, getting outside, getting into the sunshine, getting rid of mm-hmm. those ruminating thoughts, you know, because that can be what, those are incredibly anxiety provoking. Right. And so, you know, try to catch yourself when you're finding yourself going down 
in a, if you're spiraling, pick up the phone, call a friend, mm-hmm. get on FaceTime. You know, we also live in a way in a world that allows us to keep connected in such amazing ways. We can utilize FaceTime. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many Exactly. There's so many ways for us to stay connected and now more than ever it's so important that we utilize those platforms. Amen. And also, like, you know, I know that most of the gyms are closed now. We talk mm-hmm. about exercise. But people, I know my gym, my Pilates studio that goes to is live streaming. or they're doing streaming uh, episodes. Yes. We can put your mat out. You can put the music on. You got to take lemons, make lemonade. But let's talk about um, a few supplements that we recommend. Yeah. Now, again, we don't consider ourselves experts, but we mm-hmm. know that there are tried and true things that are really mm-hmm. important. There was a great article, and Tracy, help me with the name of that article. I think we wrote it down somewhere here. It was uh, an article that was sent to me by somebody at the ZRT uh, laboratory, actually. And it's an article that went into a study that was recently done um, on COVID-19 on um, uh, melatonin. Mm-hmm. And it's basically talked about how, you know, we're hearing all this information about this virus and how it seems to be affecting people who are older, mm-hmm. primarily um, men more than women. And But, you know, we are seeing it in young people, too, and we are seeing some people getting critically ill. But what we're not seeing it is a lot in children. Mm-hmm. And what this study's talked about, and we're going to put the um, actual study's name on our website so you can have it in our show notes, is that um, young children have higher levels of melatonin. And as we get older, our melatonin levels drop quite a bit, especially in, as we get older in our 60s and 70s and 80s. So they think that this particular virus um, is different than the HIV virus. It's different than the SARS-1. It has a different, it's about, you know, has this high, high potency of virulence. And that taking about a half a milligram to one milligram of melatonin at night seems to calm down what they're calling the inflammasomes, which is these inflammatory um, abilities of this virus to attack the immune system and attack the lungs particularly. So we don't think it's, a, it's, a, it's an un, unreasonable thing to say, take a half a milligram to one milligram melatonin at night if you're you know, over 20 years old even, because it may help. Mm-hmm. It won't hurt you. It's going right. to boost your immune system. Yeah. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. The other one for me is vitamin C. Mm-hmm. In my in in my person in my home, we've been doing relatively what's considered therapeutic doses of vitamin C. A therapeutic dose means you take vitamin C until you reach bowel intolerance. Right. Del- so I'm not talking about chewable vitamin C. Mm-hmm. I'm taking I'm taking liposomal vitamin C. Me too. And. I am up to I'm I'm taking between 1 and 5000 milligrams per day and when you do that your what happens when you dose with vitamin C is your body will use what it needs mm-hmm. when you reach bowel intolerance that is when you know your body has hit its maximum usage so you know and they've been studying the benefits of vitamin C I was listening to a podcast about a year or so ago and there was a man who used, there was a doctor who used vitamin C as a therapeutic measure when dealing with cancer patients. And he was he was treating a man, and, and I think he was more in his 50s, but he was treating a man with stage four colon cancer. And he was up to 125,000 milligrams of vitamin C, and he still hadn't reached bowel intolerance. That indicates just how sick 
this man was. And so I'm not telling you to do that. You start with 1,000, you know, and you move up, especially if you're starting to feel symptoms, even if you're feeling symptoms of a cold, flu, Mm -hmm. if you're having some seasonal allergies, you know, the more immunity that you can have to fight, the better off you're going to be. So right now for me, vitamin C is critical. Vitamin D is also critical to... Um, immune health. Like so 5,000 IUs of D3. Five to 10,000 right. IUs, depending on where you are. There's a, you know, there's a variability there. Um, on a personal level, I think I'm taking around 7,000 because okay. mine's low. Right. Um, but I know that definitively through through blood work. Can I go back to vitamin C for yes. a sec? In that same study, um, they did talk about using vitamin mm-hmm. C for people who are sick, and they're using like uh, Tracy was saying something like eighteen thousand oh, yeah. milligrams. You know, yes. eighteen thousand grams a day. They are IV infusing this, and they're mm-hmm. finding that the virus is actually responding to that. So. Yes. Liposome, when she was when Tracy was mentioning liposomal vitamin C, that is vitamin C that's been emulsified with lecithin. And it's something that um, it's made locally. We're actually able to get it here. People can make it in their own homes. You have to, I actually watched a YouTube video on the other day, and I said, help. So I called my friend who um, knows somebody who makes it. Regular vitamin C is great if you can't get it, but Absolutely. you have to know that it doesn't last as long in your body. Mm-hmm. So when Tracy was talking about bowel intolerance, she means when you get diarrhea. So then you get diarrhea, you back off. Start with 1,000 milligrams three times a day. Mm-hmm. And then if you can build up to 2,000 milligrams three times a day, that's great. Stay mm-hmm. there. That's what you need to be. It doesn't last your body more than about four or five hours. Right. But liposomal vitamin C lasts in your body for 24 hours because yep. it's fat. It's emulsified in fat. Mm-hmm. So it stays. So I'm on, I think I'm on 2.5, um, 2,500 milligrams yeah. a day. And I'm fine. Yeah. And so that's, I just want to bring that up. Those, But vitamin C is critical. It's critical. It's yeah. Critical. I mean, I, you know, I, I've been taking anywhere between two to 5,000. And even when I got up to five, because I had a cold about a week and a half ago and I was up to five, it, nothing. Right. So me too. when I add my magnesium, however, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. That's a whole different story. That's a whole different story. How um, about how about what um, people talk? So we're talking about we said melatonin, mm-hmm. half a milligram to a milligram at night. Mm-hmm. D3, 5 to 10,000 mm-hmm. IUs a day, vitamin C, like we talked about. And what about NAC? Talk about NAC. So NAC can be really, really powerful for people because there is a component in it that helps the body fight infection. Mm -hmm. It is immune boosting, but it helps the body uh, um, react to pathogens. So I have been taking NAC. I take NAC from from the onset of when I start in late fall, and I just take 500 milligrams every day. I take it as a preventative measure. Mm-hmm. If you start to feel sick, boost up to a thousand. And it's what I understand. It's a glutathione precursor. And what I've read yeah. about it is that this, it particularly um, helps support the lungs. It does, and it actually helps the thin secretion. Mm-hmm. So when you think about this virus, what you're hearing about is it attacks the lungs, and that's what's yes. killing people. Is that it, you know people have consolidation in their lungs and they can't get oxygenation in there. So this this is a really powerful mm-hmm. supplement. Mm-hmm. Tracy, I had knee surgery a few weeks ago, and Tracy has me taking a thousand milligrams a day. What about um, how do you like manuka honey? So I, so honey for me is amazing. So there are antiviral Mm -hmm. and antimicrobial. You just have to be careful with your honey. You want to make sure that you're getting it from a reputable Mm -hmm. beekeeper, if you will, um, because it needs to be in its pure raw form for the efficacy rate to be what they're saying it is. So 
if you're feeling sick, especially if you're you're having some, you know symptoms of scratchy sore throat, you know have some tea, take a tablespoon or teaspoon of honey, mm-hmm. um, and do that. You know, maybe three times a day. Yeah, honey a- can be extremely powerful. Yeah, and I've heard manuka honey is supposed mm-hmm. to be very good. And I bought mm-hmm. I got mine online from New Zealand. Yep, and it has what's called a UMF or unite. I think it's called Universal Manuka Factor. Oh. And a friend of mine who's a, a very knowledgeable in nutrition told me um, that it has to be a, a UMF of ten or more. So I've been having my whole family's on all these things. Mm-hmm. And what about zinc? So zinc is a really great immune booster as well. And so that's something else that pretty much anyone can go and and get. Um, You can find that at Pharmaca. You can find that at New Seasons. So it's a pretty accessible. The challenge right now is people are buying so many supplements right now. It's kind of difficult at times to get your hands on them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and I don't want, I just want to make this disclaimer. I am, I am not recommending that people go out and do this. I'm simply recommending supplements that you can take that could potentially help build your immune response to this. And that's what I think we're saying. And and when Mm -hmm. you read about any of these supplements that we're recommending today, always, if you have any other health concerns, clear with your provider. But most of these are very safe supplements, Mm -hmm. and they are known to help boost your immune system. And if you have the... uh, the, the ability to get acupuncture mm-hmm. and get a hold of some Chinese herbs too. Those mm-hmm. are very powerful. Yeah. Uh, it's not something, it's way beyond my knowledge base, but I know there's some great Chinese herbs for this. The other thing, you know, is really understanding the benefits of a good probiotic or mm-hmm. eating um, fermented foods. You know, 80% of your immune system resides in your gut. Great so point. if you have a lot of inflammation in your gut, you know, your immune system is going to be compromised. So that's why when I talk about eating real food, you know, eating proteins, fats, vegetables, minimizing exposure to sugar, you're reducing that inflammatory response in the gut. Um, probiotics, you want to you want to be careful about the probiotic that you take. I mean, I don't I don't recommend people just go out and buy something. Um, but probiotics can be extraordinarily advantageous in repopulating the microbiome. Mm-hmm. And the microbiome is the all of those little bacteria that mm-hmm. make up the the gut lining. And so, you know, I just want to add the disclaimer that if you don't if you don't have the means or are unable to go out and get probiotics, fermented foods are fabulous Can you to do that. So um, com- uh, kimchi mm-hmm. and sauerkraut, um, pickles, anything pickled, pickled asparagus. Uh, I do recommend people stay away anything that's pickled in a lot of sugar. Okay. How about kefir? So kefir would be good. Okay. Yes. Um, depending on the kefir, some kefirs do have quite a bit of sugars mm-hmm, in them. Mm-hmm. So I just have people be a little bit mindful of the kefir that there. But even like a, um, Kavita. the Kavita, the probiotic water, that can be that can be That's advantageous great. and that can be helpful. You know, yogurt can be beneficial, but you have to eat quite a bit of yogurt sure. to get the true benefit. But if you did a combination of those foods, mm-hmm. you would be ahead of the game on that. I love sauerkraut. So anything else to add or you want to go on to like some lifestyle things we can talk about? You know, right now, I think with this particular virus, I just wanted to focus on those main ones. One little caveat that I wanted to say, unless you're on Coumadin or you have any type of blood disorder, when you're taking a vitamin D3, you really do want to have K2 involved as well. K2 helps with the uptake Mm -hmm. of D3. Yeah. So, um, and as often as you can take a liquid, 
I love liquids. I do vitamin D drop. I do liquid liposomal vitamin C. Mm -hmm. For me, you're bypassing the, I do liquid uh, vitamin B12. You are bypassing the digestive system and you're getting it right into your system. So I just want to add those little tidbits. Not that the others aren't as advantageous. I'm speaking simply for me or if you have digestive you have compromised digestive the digestion those can just be beneficial so those are all great suggestions and that's why tracy's here today because we really want to get back you know getting back to that whole immune system and supporting it in the digestive system and plus when you're when your microbiome is good you're also feeling better emotionally Mm -hmm. so again wtf's a little different than what you're hearing on the news these days so we came up with some ideas about how to use the time you're going to have how to stay positive despite all the negative news i mean every now and then just turn off that tv too Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought of some fun things. So make lists. Number one, of all the people that you want to reach out to at this time, maybe now's the time to write letters, send cards, call, have a real conversation with people again. Let others know. Texting is great, but we have time to call now. Mm-hmm. And, and let others know that you love them. Remember, all of us are facing some kind of social distancing or isolation, but there are a lot of people out there that are truly alone. They live by themselves. They don't have a pet. And they have, may have been that way for a long time, and now this came along, and it, it's, it's got to be a layer of, of fear that none of us have ever felt before. But they really need to know that someone out there is thinking of them, caring about them. So most of us have never had this much time on our hands. So use this and have a lemon lemonade moment. Reach out. Also, I mean, Tracy, don't you think about some of the things that you just always wanted to learn you never had time to? Like, I mean, play the guitar, maybe knit, cook, you can learn a new language. You can turn on YouTube and you can learn those things. It's like you have a little mentor in your house. I always think about those great courses. I think, oh, I'd love to learn about the religions of the world, you know, or something like that. You can write, you can paint, you got that internet, you can access things. And, you know, just uh, like Candace said, clean out those closets. Maybe I'm thinking about painting my bedroom. You know, it's like, well, I'm home. Mm-hmm. Organize those papers and, oh, my God, think about this. I think about this all the time. How many photos do you have and how many photos do you need? Mm-hmm. And are they organized? Probably not. This might be a good time to say. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm making lists of all the things that we need to organize in our house. <laughs> I was looking at our even our, our towel closet. Oh, I'm my like, God. Okay, time to reboot. And purging right now is a good idea because think about all the people out there that might need stuff and this is a great time. Early spring cleaning. Watch all those old movies. Try to pick, I told my husband last night, can we please just watch something funny? Mm -hmm. So we watched Knives Out, which is a wonderful movie, by the way. We were looking for Peter Sellers. Some of you are young. I might know who he was, but he was in the Pink Panther. Fun movies. Monty Python. Or maybe even like Masterpiece Theater. There's some great Mm -hmm. long series on that we watched when I was young, like Brideshead Revisited or The Two is great. You know, you haven't had time. Um, And if you're lucky enough to have, I thought about this the other day, some pots, some soil, or even a little patch of land, plant a garden. Maybe we'll bring back the victory garden. We all heard about that Mm -hmm. when we were growing up. But this time the war is against the virus, not the World War II. And do share your harvest. If you get something to eat, share it with others. That's the greatest gift of all, giving somebody some fresh tomatoes. Maybe they I don't know what things are going to be like. Also, you know, find ways to volunteer. There's going to be lots of opportunities to do some of this safely, maybe making phone calls, maybe taking up. I was thinking about this the other day. How about all the animal shelters? They might need people to foster some of those pets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making a meal for a neighbor, offer to do their shopping. Um, so my friends and I are thinking about making masks, like some of the masks that cover our face to help protect against viruses because mm-hmm. there may not be enough masks. So there's lots of things to do. 
and journal. Think back. You know, this is going to this is a this is a pivotal moment in time. We all heard about the Spanish flu. We heard about World War II. Keep track of these times. Mm-hmm. Someday we're going to look back on this, mm-hmm. and it's going to be really interesting to see. What were we thinking? What were we thinking every day? How are we processing the changes, the mm-hmm. oh my God moments with every day? You turn on the TV, it's like, now we can't do this, now we can't mm-hmm. do that. I mean, who the hell knew that in our world as we knew it would turn upside down in a few weeks? So we need to process this individually and write down what we're losing, but also what we're gaining. Every time we have a major disaster or a major world event, I think back to the stories my parents told me about the Great Depression and World War II, and I always thought, oh, a little bit romanticized, but now I get it. This is all going to be better when it's over, but we have to shape it. And most of all, remember, we're in this together. That's why we're self-quarantining, we're self-distancing, we're not hoarding, and we're thinking of others. As Oprah often says, let's be our best selves. So in closing today, first of all, I want to thank Tracy for coming. I really appreciate it. I know Candace would have loved to have been here, but I feel like she was here because of her words. And I want to share something with you that was sent to me by some of the lovely women in my local Dining for Women chapter, which is a philanthropy group dedicated to supporting women all over the world in health and literacy and financial empowerment. I'll post the link on our website. This is someone's thoughts. Her name is Kitty O'Meara. I don't know who she is, but it's pretty wonderful. And I may not be able to make it through this without crying. Tracy already has tears. The quote, and the people stayed home and they read books and they listened And they rested, they exercised, they made art, they played games, and they learned new ways of being, and they were still. And they listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced. Some met their shadows. And the people began to think differently, and the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. And when the danger passed, and the people joined together again. They grieved their losses, and they made new choices, and dreamed new images, and created new ways to live, and heal the earth fully as they had been healed. In closing, we send you our best. Let's get through this together. Thanks so much from WTF. We love you all. Well, here we are at the end of this WTF Woman Talking Frankly podcast episode. In signing off, we want you to remember that what you are feeling is not all in your head. And that you have so many options to choose from to get you back to balanced living. Until next time, be well. And remember, if you want a great life, you need to ask great questions. Be courageous. Ask for what you need. With love, Kyle and Candace. Our website is womentalkingfrankly.com, where you can find all of our episodes, check out the show notes for resources, articles, and remedies, and where you can also feel free to email us with any questions, a hormone story, anything you'd like us to share with our listeners. Women Talking Frankly, WTF, is produced by Dan Rigger of Medicine Whistle Studios in his lovely Southeast Portland, Oregon studio. We want to thank our webmaster and dear friend, Deb Hollister of Pure and Simple Graphic Design. We also want to give a shout out to all of our family, friends, and patients for all of their support and encouragement to start this podcast. We are your hosts, Kyle McAvoy and Candace Birch. <laughs>